Well, good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up this week. But later in our program, instead of our Harvard Business Review tip, we're going to have a look at some of the scams that are happening because the ACCC has just issued some very important information. Actually, uh, scams are costing Australians over $630 million a year. So that's quite uh, staggering, isn't it? We're also going to be having our chat with Christina, and we're going to be talking about the redirection of the workforce as we listen to uh, so many people being uh, uh, put off work at the moment. But right now we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell, who is a digital advisor at the Hunter Region Business Hub. We're going to talk about cybersecurity. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. Thanks for joining us again. So obviously, with uh, people at home and more and more use of the internet, um, become, uh, security is becoming more and more important. And we've heard about Australia coming under cyber attack this week. As small business owners, what should we be watching for in our own business? Yeah, because it's sounding really scary out there, isn't it? Mm. Even small businesses can become the targets of cyber criminals and experience devastating impacts from cyber um, attacks. Like you mentioned, it just costs businesses so much money. So a cyber, a cyber criminal's goal is to find a way around your trusting nature and attempt to disrupt your life, deceive you or your employees, and thereby potentially damaging your small business. Their aim is to profit financially and steal sensitive information. Unfortunately, these, these attacks aren't usually pranks. They're serious um, data breaches. And there's three main why, ways that um, cyber criminals go about this and it's the use of malware or malicious software, phishing, which includes things like spear phishing and whaling, and ransomware. So, can we have a, a look at more detail of those uh, those three points? Sure. So, malware, I think we've all heard from the beginning of being online, and it's a blanket term that's used for malicious software, and that includes things like computer viruses, spyware, trojans, and worms with the aim of getting access to your computer and controlling it. Then there's phishing, and that's usually seen in the form of suspicious emails, SMSs or instant messages, and sometimes on social media as well. Uh, at the moment, a lot of clients are seeing emails disguising themselves as true emails and coming from well-known sources like the ComBank, Netflix and PayPal. And I'm sure most of our listeners would have heard um, of people or friends being offered millions of dollars from a foreign prince if they can just put this money in their account. Uh, sometimes these emails are glaringly obvious. The language that they're using um, isn't how you would expect that business to speak. But sometimes everything looks right. The logo looks right. The physical address is the right physical address. Um, and even the language doesn't alert you that this is a phishing email. So we need to take particular notice of the email or the, the from or sent address. Um, you can do that without actually clicking on it and just hover over it and see. And often this will be the glaring um, sign that it is a scam email, but sometimes even those email addresses are mimicked. Um, so it might be um, a legitimate address, but it will have a dot in there where the legitimate address doesn't. So therefore, it's very hard to spot. So we just have to be very, very cautious. So if you see um, email requests for money, especially if it says it's overdue or urgent, um, changes in your bank account, 
suspicious attachments or attachments from people you're not expecting or request to confirm your login details. Just be very aware and not open those. And then the other one is ransomware, and they use this to um, access your computer through emails or downloading programs that seem legitimate, but they put little software on your device so that they can gain access and control it. Randomware, sorry, ransomware is designed to lock your computer up so you can't access anything on your computer. And we've seen, I think, on the news, they have that flashing sign saying, um, pay now, ransomware. Uh, the advice from the federal government is to never pay a ransom because you're not guaranteed to regain access to your computer. And even if you do have your computer thoroughly cleaned, there may still be an unseen backdoor access that they can get back into your business again through your computer. So who is being targeted by these cyber threats? So usually it's those who are less conscious about security. So um, our less savvy, tech-savvy members of the family, employees and business owners who are just not up to date with everything that's happening. Um, those businesses who are less likely to implement cyber security measures like virus protection and those who are less um, spend less money on making sure that everything is up to date. So what's the best way to protect your business against these cyber threats? Mm. Well, we all know that uh, our computers give us constant messages to update our software and they're doing that because they've found a bug in the system or a backdoor that people are trying to get into. They've created a patch and they want you to download that so that you can protect your device. So always update. Um, update your operating system. And the same goes with software applications as well. If they um, find that there's a way for people to access your computer through their software, they will put out a patch and we need to keep all those um, programs that we use regularly up to date. Um, our other recommendation is to regularly back up your computer and your business data and then store it off-site disconnected from your business network so that if you ever do have a cyber attack, you've got a safe version of all your important documents off-site that, that won't get attacked. Um, obviously, protecting your ID, so don't send personal information and ID over the net. And always use multi-factor authentication at every opportunity that you can get. Well, you stumbled over that. Let me stumble over <laughs> What is multi-factor authentication? It's a hard one, hey? Uh, it's a security measure that requires two or more proofs of identity to grant you access to your account. So this is usually a combination of things, you know, like your PIN number, a secret question, or something that you physically possess, a card or a token. Sometimes it can be a fingerprint, your face ID, or your retina. Mm. We've seen those on the James Bond movies. Mm. So um, to grant access to your bank account, you may have to put in a PIN number and a fingerprint or you might get an SMS sent to you with a special number that you have to um, pop into that account before you can access that. And you'll see that on things like MailChimp, your bank accounts, and Facebook have started doing it now because people's accounts are getting hacked. So if you haven't put that in, make sure you do. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, passphrases instead of passwords. Okay. So 
So most of us have got these passwords that we use all the time and it's quite easy for cyber criminals to hack them. It doesn't cost them much money or much time. But the latest um, information is that if we use passphrases, which are sentences of 35 characters or more, uh, that they are so hard to crack that cyber criminals don't worry about it. So, so they can be... Sorry. Sorry, go um, they can be sentences instead of words. So you might say, um, I don't like pineapple on my pizza. And that will take a lot longer to try and hack than if you used one, two, three, four, five. So in small businesses that don't have all these resources of an IT department, who, who could be looking after this cybersecurity? So the impo- most important person in your business to look after your business is your team members and you. So it's, it's really important to make sure that they're up to date with what's happening and best practice for your business. So making sure they understand not to open suspicious emails, not to click on attachments they're not expecting and to check links before they, they uh, click on them and also make sure that you've got the most up-to-date virus protection on all your devices especially now that staff members might be working from home or on non-secured networks. And, of course, the the government has got a a website, www.cyber.gov.au, where we can get a lot lot more information on that. Yes, excellent and up-to-date. So thank you very much for your time today, Kimberly. We'll have a chat with you next month. Welcome. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kimberly Campbell there with... Cyber security, and just because we're a small business, we still have to worry about it. And I'll, when I summarise some of these scams in, in a moment, we'll see how important that is. Time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm well. So uh, we're here, still hearing this uh, sad news of uh, people losing their jobs today, a bit more in the news today. So uh, where do you think it's go- all going to end, and uh, where, what about redirection of work? Yeah, I think redirection is the way to go. I'm not sure where it's going to end. I don't think anybody can safely predict um, where things will end. I think we can uh, choose to enter the situation um, uh, with uh, a little bit of positivity, at least, mm. um, or you know, rather than than because there is there is a collective reaction when people all um, get down on the economy, people stop spending, and that's the last thing that we really need. We had a, a conversation with um, Nikki Hutley yesterday from Deloitte Access Economics, and the um, one of the things is that you know even even if you can spend a little bit, that's going to rotate the economy, tourism money, spend some money traveling within Australia, support some of the regional areas. Uh, but long term, I think what we need to be looking at is um, I think that that the whole COVID scenario has accelerated uh, what was actually happening before. So, mm. you know, we were seeing we were seeing a downturn in retail. We were seeing a downturn um, in uh, in uh, quite a few industries, actually manufacturing, etc. Um, and I think it's a it has been it's accelerated something that may have taken a lot longer um, to eventuate. But since we're in this position. Uh, and we're looking at re-educating, reskilling, relearning. We've been talking about these things um, for quite some time now. I think now, you know, we're, we're being forced into a situation where we actually do need to reskill, relearn, um, mm-hmm. adapt, adapt, be agile to the situations that are happening. Um, and with all the talk about, you know, the increased fees around education, I think it's a prime time right now to be educating yourself in fields that you're really interested in and take advantage and educate yourself in the fields that you're passionate about 
which may be different to the fields that people are actually working in at the moment. So take advantage of some of the education. Um, you know, there's lots of webinars, there's lots of online courses that are being offered for free. Take advantage of that with the spare time that's happening and start reinventing what you Self. may want to do. And I think this includes going into your own business because uh, I think that direction was, uh, was again, happening before the, uh, the virus hit us. But, uh, you know... Uh, People do need to get education in running their own business, and I think some of those very small businesses could very well be very successful. I totally agree with you, and I think this is where we're going to see big retail centres are going to go into more boutique um, areas, but also that the opportunity around the education, it really is worthwhile paying to go to some of these workshops, particularly in the uh, entrepreneurial business space where you could meet like-minded people um, discuss ideas because, as we've said time and time again um, on this show, Julian, it's the team that's important. It's the team that's going to take things forward. We need the entrepreneur, we need the accountant, we need the engineer, the designer, the graphic, you know, etc., the marketer, whatever. Um, mm. But we need teams for small businesses to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, there's no point having a having a world full of entrepreneurs that don't have that team behind them to help them realise their dreams. So I think it's a really good time to become involved with some of the organisations that are running workshops that bring people together, like-minded people together, or people that really want to progress um, mm-hmm. and do something. Once if We need to push beyond the fear um, uh, and go, this is the situation, you know, it comes back to that mindfulness, living in, in the minute, living in the moment. This is a situation I find myself in right now. I have a choice how I'm going to react to it. Let's mm. progress forward. And that's not to say that, you know, that's not disrespecting in any way people that are now worried because maybe, you know, both both um, main main income earners in the family may have lost jobs. You know, we're we're mm. we're in a in unknown territory and we're in territory that we never imagined um, mm. might happen. But there's there's you know, positive signs out there. How about next week we talk a bit about mindset? I think that would be a really good thing to be doing. I think mindset is crucial at the okay. moment. Okay, all right. Have a good week and we'll chat with you again next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Christina there, yeah, the direction of work. Who knows really, but uh, I think she's generally right there. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. As I said today, we're just going to have a quick look at the uh, C scam watch because I thought it was very in- interesting. Fits in nicely with uh, what we were talking about with the uh, cyber uh, security earlier. And that is that Australians have lost over $634 million in scams in 2019. Business emails comprised of uh, the highest losses of uh, up to $132 million. And that was followed by $126 million in dating and romance uh, scams. So uh, we have to uh, be careful of all these things. And uh, it's actually over the last 10 years of uh, Scam Watch, $2.5 billion has been lost. Scams originating on uh, social media increased by 20% last year. Common techniques that scammers use to manipulate their victims include making exclusive offers that you don't want to miss out on. So the advice there is you can always say no to hang up on the phone or delete an email. And my advice would be go and have a look at www.scamwatch.gov.au. Some very interesting information about the scams that are around there. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. 
in a moment. Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, I'm going to visit the tax world with chartered accountant Tony Vidray. We'll have another minute on innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Albert Einstein once said, creativity is intelligence having fun. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.